0: Ooh, welcome, welcome, welcome at 5 a.m., believe it or not. Ooh, it's 5 a.m. to me, yeah, anyway.
1: That I, daylight savings is painful.
0: I had to wake up an hour earlier, and uh Adam, our um, call screener, is sitting there going, yeah, you're right about that, Alex. It's goddamn <laughs> 5 a.m., do you believe this? <laughs> it's 6 a.m. officially, if you look at your cable box, but it's 5 a.m. to my body. That's all I know. Uh, anyway, good morning to everyone. Good middle of the... Of the evening to the rest of you guys.
2: Welcome back.
0: Welcome back. Today's topic on the one hour that this station puts its attention towards the dogs and the animals. This week's topic is guardianship or ownership of your dog. You are currently an owner of your dog, and we're going to talk about a change that's sweeping the country, and that is changing the definition of how you own your dog, the manner in which you own the legal right by which you own your dog, which is not going to be ownership anymore, guardianship. So it's a fascinating, fascinating subject, and it has lots and lots of caveats. Absolutely. Um, if you own a dog, if you've ever owned a dog, or if you're thinking about getting a dog, you've got to listen to this show. We're live from the studios of 77 WABC. You can call us right now at 800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. And we'll try to take a couple of phone calls. We have two great guests. But before we get into this thing, I'm going to get into a rant, I think, and you have to hold my blood pressure down. Here
1: we go. Did we're you take talk those blood pressure meds this no, morning? No, I did
0: not. I should have doubled up.
1: So we're talking Missouri Proposition B.
0: Missouri Proposition B. This is, if for those that don't know what happened in Missouri, really a sort of a tidal wave change that happened in the state. Um, so it, it, they passed.
1: Known to be puppy mill capital of the country. Right.
0: They passed mm-hmm. in November by by popular referendum. 51.6% of the people of Missouri went to the polls in November and voted uh, what's called the puppy mill law, which basically brought some humane conditions to people that were, you know, breeding puppy mills,
1: limits on number of dogs, yeah. conditions under which the dogs can be kept, veterinary exams, annual exams, that kind of thing.
0: Right. And so, so the people
1: voted. This is dramatic because th- this this was truly will of the people, the will
0: of the people. Fifty one point six percent. You know what? That's how we elect presidents, by the way, if you guys didn't know. Anyway, so after this thing happened, if, after this bill passed, obviously, uh, this referendum passed. The people that were most affected, the puppy mill owners, went to the Senate and the Assembly and now are on the verge of changing the referendum in the back alleyways of the state capitol. Yeah,
1: I don't understand how, how ah. this happens. But yeah, the Senate, so the Senate voted last week 20 to 14 for a wholesale rewrite of this bill.
0: Basically gutting. They're sending
1: it back to the cutting room floor. Gutting, right? and, gutting and, the and bill. And of the things, and I have here on the cutting room floor, rules limiting kennels to 50 breeding dogs. Uh, rules requiring hands-on veterinary exams and ground-level cages with access to the outdoors. Because this whole thing about stacked cages yeah, stacked and whether cages, they let yeah, them yeah. stack I mean, the is cages is a big deal.
0: Classic puppy mill stuff, right? right? So
1: th- those are the things that they're proposing to, that they've taken out. Apparently,
0: I, I I mean I'm I'm angry. I'm confused. We should all. And so be So are a
1: lot of people. Yeah, I, I, I mean, can't what believe what happened this. to democracy.
0: I don't know what happened to democracy. This isn't democracy, my friend. Democracy is the 51.6 percent that exactly. went to the polls and voted for this. That's That's right. demo- this is a sham. OK, and it's a sh- sham designed by the aristocrats in the capital to keep the people dumb, stupid and deaf. Mm-hmm. That's what's really going on. And I don't even understand how it's legal.
1: I don't know how it's legal either, but I don't know how, how what's going on in Wisconsin is legal either. So uh, uh, there's well, no, crazy no, that, things going on in this country. Yeah, but I
0: understand that. But that, there wasn't a proposition that passed by 51.6 percent of the people right. that the legislature went back in and said, hey, you know what? Screw you guys.
1: So I, I have here failed by wide margins in rural communities amid concern that it would lead to limits on other forms of agriculture. And there, there, there's there's the rift, right? You have you have the the rural communities and the urban communities, and and the rural farmers are saying, "Hey, this is farming. We farm dogs, and you can't come in and tell us how we're going to farm exactly."
0: The cows. What part of democracy, like cattle, do these guys not get?
1: Not to diminish the cows.
0: Well, obviously, but I mean, what part of democracy? Do clearly. Fifty-one point six percent went one way, right. And forty-nine or forty-eight point four percent went the other way.
1: I'd really, really like to know how it is that the legislature had the legislation, uh, legislature had this change about that they suddenly can just
0: it's, scrap it's it. Not a you done can't just deal deal scrap it. It's not a done deal yet. It's going to the assembly. A lot where, of people in where Missouri where the are assembly, arms. Yeah, and and the assembly apparently is very much in favor of this thing. Also, the, the, the it's the, going to the house. The now. joker mm-hmm. in this game is the governor. The governor has not said and if he's, he's going to yeah, sign it or not. So, he's not so we're going to. He keep... says,
1: "Let's wait and see what happens in the house."
0: Right. So, we're what we're going to do is we are really upset about this. Okay, we're upset from a personal perspective. We're upset from a perspective of independence and democracy and this great. And nation. we have some
1: people in Missouri who listen live streaming. So, if you're listening, you know, give us a call 848 WABC. We want to hear your thoughts on Missouri Proposition B.
0: Absolutely. Um, now that my blood pressure is up about you know two hundred and fifty or something. Mm-hmm. Um, You're going to raise it higher now. Yeah, I'm going to go else. even higher because we have a really hot topic today, guardianship or ownership of your dog. And and if you think that's not going to change your life, wait until you hear from our next guest, which is coming right up, okay? Dr. A- Elliot Katz is going to be joining us in just a few minutes. We'll be right back.
1: I'm Brenda Bush, co-founder of Dogs in Danger. For those of us who live with these special creatures, we understand that they're so much more than just dogs. They're faithful companions to the end. They remind us every day that life is precious and brief, full of fleeting joys and missed opportunities. Each year in this country, millions of homeless dogs are killed in shelters. There is a better way, and Dogs in Danger is working to get us there. It's the last chance for these dogs. Dogs in Danger makes it personal, with names and faces of dogs on death row, and brings us all face to face with a painful reality. More than 45,000 dogs have been saved with the assistance of Dogs in Danger, but we still have a long way to go. So please, open your heart and wallet to one of the thousands of dogs waiting for a second chance at life. Visit dogsindanger.com and click donate to help us stop the needless killing of our best friends. Do it now before they run out of time
3: pets bring unconditional love into our lives every day that's just one reason best friends animal society believes that every pet deserves a loving home best friends runs the nation's largest sanctuary for homeless animals but they do so much more from helping community cats and delivering animals from overcrowded shelters and puppy mills to brand new lives best friends and their members are saving animals from coast to coast every day They're working with you and with humane groups all across the country to bring about a time when there are no more homeless pets. Join them. Becoming a Best Friends member is easy. Just visit them online at bestfriends.org and make a donation of any amount. With a gift of $25 or more, you'll receive a subscription to Best Friends magazine. Your contribution to Best Friends Animal Society will support their life-saving work and help animals both at the sanctuary and around the country. Together, we can bring about a time when there are no more homeless pets. To learn more and become a member today, visit bestfriends.org. Markable. Radio, the Dogs in Danger Radio Hour on 77 WABC. Here are your hosts, Alex and Brenda.
0: Welcome back to the Dogs in Danger Radio Hour and uh, without wasting any more time talking about Missouri, we're going to go right into the big subject of the day, which is guardianship and ownership, and I'm going to bring on Dr. Elliot Katz, who is founder and president of Indefensive Animals and an authority on this subject. One
1: of the leaders behind the guardian movement.
0: Absolutely. Dr. Katz,
4: are you with us? <laughs> yes, I am.
1: Good morning, Dr. Katz. Good
4: or, morning, or good morning good, Alex. Good, good, good middle good morning.
1: of the night, whatever it is out there in California.
4: It's, uh, it looks like it's a quarter after three. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you sleep at all? Uh, actually, I did catch a couple of hours, and, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I'll go be going back to sleep in just a few minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for joining us from California, especially at this uh, somewhat ungodly hour. I was, I was hoping you were going to say you partied all night. Then I wasn't going to feel so bad for you. <laughs> No. Thank you. <laughs> so let's get our definitions right, okay?
4: Okay you- yeah, let, let me start with yeah, it, it's, we, this is a semantic change. Uh, it's, uh, uh, it's not guardianship against ownership. It's use to the term guardian as opposed to the term owner. And it's very, very basic. I mean if you when you go into a shelter, you go into your main society, do you go in and buy to buy the dog or cat? puppy your kitten, no, you go in to adopt. They started using the term adopt because it's sort of like adopting a child. You're bringing, it, they're bringing the, that animal into your families to, to, uh, to respect it, to protect it, to care for it, and therefore they say come in and adopt. They don't say it's like a puppy mill, so you don't go and buy. They say mm-hmm. adopt. Well, mm-hmm. so, I personally... So the, so the other end of that is if you go in and adopt from a shelter, why should you call yourself an owner? You go in, you adopt, and you come out, and you're a guardian, you're a protector of that of that uh, animal. But that, but that's that's very scary to the all the industries that exploit animals, uh, and that's exactly what's happening out in uh, Missouri. As a matter of fact, St. Louis, Missouri, is a guardian city. They use the term guardian. They added it into no their uh, animal-related ordinances. Uh, Randy Grimm from Stray Rescue spearheaded it there. So what you've got is the the industries that exploit animals, whether they be the fur industry, the factory farming industry, pharmaceutical. um, uh, They do not want uh, other species. And, and And starting with dogs and cats they don't want them to be thought of as anything other than a piece of property or commodity exactly. or thing
1: well I and actually it, refer to my dog i mean I refer to myself as my dog's mom but you know i don't know where that falls falls in this but there are there's a legal distinction to be made no, here, no, right I mean this is not just no, semantics no, no, there's
4: no legal distinction when you put it into a, I, I mean it may be someday but right now it is simply changing the paradigm changing how we think of ourselves do we think of ourselves as the owner of a piece of property, commodity, object, or things that has no value other than what we put on it. Or do we think of ourselves as a protector or guardian of that animal? So be sure that it gets appropriate veterinary care. You don't abandon it, drop them off in a in a shelter to be killed, uh, unfortunately. That you have much more of a feeling of respect when you use the term guardian rather than owner of a piece of property.
0: Wait, wait Dr. Katz, let me understand this. Y- y- what you're proposing is not a change in behavior or anything or a legal change. Or-
1: no, he's suggesting behavioral change, but not legal.
0: Yeah, but you're what, you're basically saying let's make it warm and fuzzy, and once you make it warm and fuzzy, people will act better.
4: Oh, of course, there's no doubt about it. Let, let me let me read you a couple. Here's a quote uh, from uh, Jan McHugh. Uh, she was the executive director of the uh, president at San Francisco She says the word "owner" is outdated and doesn't reflect the human-animal bond that exists in our culture today. The word guardian denotes a high level of responsibility towards another being. Although it's a simple language change that does not alter the legal status of animals as property, we hope that the increased awareness of the guardian language will elevate the status of animals in our community. We'll use the word guardian as another tool to fight animal abuse and exploitation.
0: So, so Dr. Kess, let me get this straight. I, I thought that you guys were proponents of, of, a, of a change, a legal change. So why is anybody... Anybody at all against changing the word from owner to guardian because, just for you know warm and fuzzy feel?
4: Because if if the uh, uh, biomedical community at the factory farming, if the puppy mills, at the American Kennel Club, every one of those, the, the veterinary association, all of them want to see and just continue to think and treat animals as property. As soon as you move away from that, you know, God forbid, a veterinarian right now for veterinarian, for instance kills your dog accidentally, you, uh, you, the insurance company will call you up and say, uh, how much did you pay for the dog? Oh, I adopted the dog. I paid a $100 adoption fee. Okay, we'll send you a check for $100. There's no value. Owners can do, for the most part, what they want. That's what's happening in, in Missouri. What's happening is that people are expressing concerns towards dogs in puppy mills. Rather than, hey, these are property, there's commodities, these puppy mills should be able to do what they want. They're no dogs, are no different than cattle or horses or any other species. It's right to own them, they're properties, they're commodities, you make money off of these things, they're things. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and the term guardian reminds people they're not just things; these are living beings. With dogs and cats, you bring into your house, you're a member of the family. None of these exploitative professions want, uh, and and the veterinary profession is usually the uh, the, some t- the the advocate for the farming industry, the fur industry. They they're there to to uh, to help human society. Uh, for the most part,
0: abuse it, the animals
4: yes, the veterinary profession was not created to help animals directly. it was created to help the small anim- the small farmers but those but those
1: but those people in those industries that are already abusing animals. Do you really think that the word guardian, because it's warm and fuzzy, is going to change that behavior?
4: It's not. It's not. Oh, of course, of course. That's why, in pretty much in every uh, in every change of society, when you change the paradigm, that's why it was important in the women's movement to call themselves for a while Miss. Uh, it's important to, and, and rather than calling themselves slaves and niggers, it's important to to call themselves blacks. I mean, terminology is so important.
0: Terminology makes a difference, is what you're saying.
4: Oh, oh, it, that When you think of yourself in a certain way, you're going to act. Uh, I, as a veterinarian, I realized that a few years ago, we've, we, in defense of animals, has done some amazing things. But I realized until we see that animals are treated as more than commodities, property of things, it's just Band-Aid cures. That's what this whole thing is about. And right, right. So in what, what you're saying. You have to see the larger picture here.
0: Of course, of course. Uh, so what you're saying is that we are nowhere near changing the legal definition of a dog as from just basically property, straight property. I own my desk, I own my dog. But yes. what you're saying is let's just start by talking about them, not as property, just
4: talking about not, them. Not talking, identifying oneself as the protector, as a guardian of that animal, that you have a responsibility when you, t- when you adopt an animal, you have a responsibility. You're not going to go out, I don't think, Alex, you're going to go out and buy a dog. You're going to adopt it, you're going to go to of the course. shelter. Of course, of course. And when you leave that shelter, you you have been told you have a responsibility. You adopted that animal like you adopted a child. God forbid people uh, buy children. That's what the mindset is. You start thinking it's not warm and fuzzy. This is this is how one thinks and relates to that uh, animal. And if you think of yourselves as the owner, and you all of a sudden be, think of that animal as nothing more, and become part of society's. That's run by the animal exploitators. I mean, our you know society years ago was half the country was run by people who who thought of of people of color as slaves. We mm-hmm. think of of animals as being our society right now thinks of animals as just being our tools, our property to do as we want.
1: but this and will that, undoubtedly this will undoubtedly in in the eyes of the court, be a meaningful legal
4: change. I mean, uh, in the, in the, uh, it, courts are changing. More and more courts are no, seeing. Th- that this won't uh, change
0: anything. What's that? This is not going to change
4: anything in the eyes of the court. Well, I mean, but guardian, but no, guardian
1: has a very specific legal meaning in terms of the courts.
4: Does it? No, no, legal guardian does. The term guardian, if you look it up in a dictionary... You mean just means the word guardian. It's, it's a protector. If I call myself a guardian, I'm going to act differently. And if you call yourself a guardian, it means you're going to protect that animal because you, that's your responsibility to it. If you call yourself... Most people call themselves an owner, that in their mind... For many people, not, not for all, because we've got, we've moved away. When I was practicing as a veterinarian many years ago, I had people come into my office and say, Dr. Katz, this dog is shedding too much, or this dog is barking too much, please kill it for me. Please, put, or they would say, put him to sleep. That's what they expected of me, because this was their property. They, we don't think of those terms anymore, because we've gotten to so, think. So, of, what,
0: wait, wait, what did you do when that happened?
4: I said you will have to go somewhere else. I didn't go to veterinary school, but I was unique. So they went down the street for twenty five dollars. The local vet, my in close colleague, put the dog down. But I refused to do that because I had a different perspective. Even those days, to 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 the dogs and cats that we brought into our home, but but when you went to a farm. When I went to veterinary school, we were—I was the four of us who came from the New York City area. We were laughed at. Why you're you're making a fuss about being uh, caring about dogs? You you use dogs to get in the cattle in the morning. Cats? What do you care about cats? The, The farmers kept cats so that they would keep the mice and rats down. They did, things have changed now, you know, as women have gotten mm-hmm. into into uh, veterinary school, as people have seen and have accepted, thanks to people like Jane Goodall, we realize that we can have close relationships to individuals of other species. In the old days, women who cared about the cats and dogs, they were little old ladies in tennis shoes. Now society has changed, and I'm wanting it to change even further for every person who has brings a dog and cat into their home, to think of themselves and be the guardian of that animal. It's not warm and fuzzy. It's the guardian of that animal. We just gave an award to somebody, a guardian award, who videotaped somebody in the, uh, his neighbor beating his beating his dog, beating it. I saw the video. The dog. He took a two by four and was beating this dog. Literally every other fight, two to three minutes. The man was, uh, who was beating the dog was a criminal, but yet these, this person who videotaped had the courage to, to videotape and to go to sh- take it to the police. He was a guardian. He just didn't turn his back. He was a protector of that dog. He was a guardian. And, and, uh, but but and in th-
1: most jurisdictions, there's al- there are laws yeah, already but, but okay. so, move,
4: yeah. every, move away from warm and fuzzy, because everything you say... When I listen to you, what you when you're caring about uh, what's going on in, in Missouri, what you're doing is being warm and fuzzy. You're denigrating the phrase, and you're denigrating yourself, because that's all you're doing. If you think of Guardian as being warm and fuzzy, then, then your concern about animals and puppy mills is just simply being warm and fuzzy. No, what you're doing is you're being a protector of those animals, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're outraged. That, that people who cared about the abuse of animals and puppy mills, all of a sudden, uh, the politicians, which happens every day, the government, you know, is run by, by, gi- by giant corporations that mostly oftentimes exploit animals, whether it's the factory farm industry, mm-hmm. the fur industry, the puppy mill well, industry. And the Senate, but,
1: the Senate has even said that they're afraid that this is going to put the puppy mills out of business, and that's exactly what the people of Missouri want.
4: Because of the fact that... Pu- that they are just considered property, and that, as long as they are just considered property and individual society don't think of them as the protectors of those animals, as the guardians mm-hmm. of the animals, then the status quo will continue.
0: Are, are you in favor of a legal change in the definition of guardianship from ownership to guardianship?
4: I would love to see that happen someday. It took hundreds of years to change it from, on people, it took hundreds of years <laughs> to change the property wait wait, wait,
0: wait a second. How about thousands of years? Remember, slavery I, goes back to Rome.
4: Okay, thousands of years. So I'm trying to change the paradigm, how we perceive and treat other species, how we think of ourselves in relationship to other species, except I'm being much more direct and saying, hey, stop thinking of yourself. People, stop thinking of yourselves as owners of commodities or property or things. Think of yourselves as a guardian, the protector of of these uh, individuals that you bring into your And,
0: and let me ask you a, a, a corollary question to this thing, okay? If people start thinking that way, okay, stop thinking about this as my property, stop thinking about this as, as I'm going to take my anger out on you today because I'm angry or whatever, uh, how does it change us as, okay. as a species? It, it,
4: what, just use the word guardian for a while, and you'll see that it fits right into what you're thinking. Where do judges come from? Uh, where do attorneys come from? They come from society, and as they grow up and thinking of themselves as the protectors, the guardian, they will judge differently, they will rule differently. And, wow. and that's how societies change, by how they perceive the, the uh, individuals that they relate to. That's why you go into a shelter years ago, humane societies, and said, hey, we don't want to... Think of ourselves as selling animals. we want to think of them so as, as adopting them out. Well, if you're going to adopt out an animal, then stop calling the uh, the people that you adopt that animal as owners. Go right along and say, wait a second, we adopted this, now you are that animal's guardian, you're that animal's protector. You want a warm and fuzzy, then call yourself a mom and a pop. That's warm and fuzzy. Right, which which is is what I do. It's stronger, and you have a certain responsibility to that member of that other species, in this case dog or cat. It's not a warm and fuzzy thing. You're denigrated, the whole concept.
0: Yeah, well, you know what? I feel like I'm I'm the father of my my dog.
4: Yeah, that's warm and fuzzy. Still and so am a
0: guardian, man, and <laughs> so my guardian, obviously, and yeah.
1: as such, you make certain decisions about his care. That you may not be may not be up to you any longer if your neighbor decides he doesn't like it. Now, in the example that Dr. Katz gives us, that's I mean, that that that, well, of course, on its face, change, he's so, yeah. talking about, you know, of course, you're going to want to protect the animal that's in your neighbor's yard that's being abused.
4: Oh, no, not, of course. That was a dangerous thing. He knew the man was a criminal. The man got four years in prison. No, uh, no uh, release during four years. That, no, this was dangerous, dangerous thing that this man did. Uh, that who turned him in Absolutely
1: you're, I don't think anyone would argue with that I think you know what what some of the critics are concerned about is that it will change the ability of critics are the, the caretakers of are, the animals
4: The critics are the people that you feel so badly about who are changing the laws you, in Missouri These are the same it's the American Kennel Club it's the Yeah uh, it's that, the it,
0: same people I know
4: It's the same you're 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 missing the whole point you say I'm so angry about how they're changing the laws well, you're playing right into it if you, step th- if you keep thinking of yourself as a mom or pop or the owner of an animal.
0: Well, I don't see myself as an owner of an animal. And
4: then start using the term guardian.
0: Well, you know what? I am a guardian of, of my dog. Then use my the term
4: and convince others to do the same. Here's what Ed says from the San Francisco president to the ASPCA. The term guardian accurately describes the relationship of perpetual care that is needed to teach children respect, compassion, and kindness for domestic pets. Well, wait, Studies- wait a saying? Why can't you be... Let me, finish, let me finish this. One more line. Studies show that children who learn compassion and respect for animals have a better chance at becoming compassionate adults, responsible community members, and are less likely to behave violently towards others. You are a guardian, you just don't want to seem to want to... Oh,
0: absolutely I'm a guardian, but why can't I be guardian of my dog and also feel like I'm his dad?
4: You No reason not to feel like you're, uh, you're the dad. Just think of yourselves... As a guardian, it's a much more proactive term. You're a guardian, you're protecting that animal, you've adopted that animal, and and I'm sure you probably wouldn't go out and just buy the animal from a pet store or, or a puppy mill. You make a conscious thing of how you're going to act as that guardian, as a protector. And if you want to do away eventually with puppy mills, you don't go and buy. That's, that's treating the dogs and cats as commodities. That's what guardian, being a guardian is all about. Well, I agree with you on that.
1: Well, Dr. Katz, it's been I a very enlightening discussion. We appreciate you coming on and sharing your views with our audience today. The reason
4: I came on is because I realized down deep you guys are guardians. We absolutely are.
0: And we're going to take a break. Thank you, Dr. Katz. You can go back to sleep now. We'll be right back with our. Hey, Brenda. What's the best way for the good folks out there to help their furry friends?
1: Well, they can buy our Dogs in Danger branded T-shirts, mouse pads, and postage stamps.
0: And you know those stamps are real U.S. postal stamps, so you can use them every day. Just think, someone else finding out about this cause each time you send a letter.
1: So please go to DogsInDanger.com and buy from our selection of logoed products. Remember, each purchase helps us save a life.
0: That's DogsInDanger.com.
3: It is with sound mind and body that I... James Fredericks III, after fighting with all direct family members for decades, leave my entire fortune of $32 million to the one friend I had in the end, the package delivery guy, Matt Songer.
4: Woohoo! Yeah! I had a feeling about this. Uh-huh. I'm rich! Oh, this cannot be happening.
0: Actually, it's not happening. What? What? And it never will. I don't get it. There aren't even people here. That's just one of those murmuring sound effects. Seriously? Listen, if you want to have money in your future, don't rely on luck. Put ten bucks away each month. Cook once in a while instead of eating out. Okay. Pay down your high-interest credit card. Right. Small changes today, big bucks tomorrow. So, no inheritance? Uh, no. Go to feedthepig.org for more free ideas.
3: Feed the pig!
0: This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants
3: and the Ad Council.
0: And just to be clear, no inheritance, right?
3: Throw your dog a bone. Let him listen to the Dogs in Danger Radio Hour on 77 WABC. Back to Alex and Brenda. Well, we're back.
0: And uh, that was some kind of a discussion there, huh, Brenda? Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm really glad that we had the opportunity Dr. to Kent have him on. One of the leaders in the movement for uh, for change to guardian. He was
0: ostracizing me for feeling like I am dad. A mm-hmm. Buddy's dad. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm supposed to be his guardian, and I'm supposed to shut well, my mouth. Well,
1: philosophically, I absolutely agree. I'm a guardian. You are a guardian. Of course, I believe that we're all caretakers. We're guardians, but legally, I do have concerns, and I, that's why I'm really glad we had him on the show to well, talk about okay, some okay, these Okay, so let's and, bring
0: in our second guest, Gayle. Gail Fisher. Okay. Gail Fisher is author, very well-known author, dog trainer, and a behavioralist, and and someone with uh, intimate knowledge of this subject. So let's bring Gail on who's been waiting for a while now. Gail, good morning.
2: Good morning. Good morning, Gail. Thanks for joining us. You know, I, I thought it was gonna be I, I thought I was gonna be very tired and this was gonna be difficult, but my blood is boiling. We got
1: you pumped. <laughs> we got you all pumped up
0: <laughs> was, it, Good. was it Dr. Katz or was it Missouri that got you going? Or is well, it the coffee?
2: Missouri, Missouri was a start, but Dr. Katz really got my dander up. <laughs> okay, well, so, well, so
0: we're
1: yeah, go ahead, Alex.
0: Okay, let's start at the beginning. What do you think about what he was saying? I mean he he's he's focused on the word guardian, okay. Does does so, the
2: word really matter? That's the that's the question, exactly. right? The, the answer, actually, he said quite early in, in his talk, he said, maybe someday there will be a legal change. And that's exactly what the danger is for those of us who own dogs. And, and I am so insulted by the thought. He impugned my character by equating me as an owner with somebody who would beat a dog and get four years in, in prison for it. Who is to say that the guy that was beating the dog didn't call himself a guardian? Guardians have been known to abuse. He said judges are our protectors and guardians. In, in the state right next door to you, a judge has been sent to, j- to prison and we hope, because of, of putting defenseless children in, in a place where they don't belong. Judges are, can be corrupt. Owners can be corrupt. You don't Guardians have to convince us corrupt. of that, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it has nothing, your character has nothing to do with what you call yourself. It has to do with your character warm and fuzzy doesn't doesn't mean it's you know whatever you call it right. well well that that's
1: at the root of it right I mean is this going to is is this going to change no, what, behavior wait, wait. But, and what's the what's the agenda but of I the think movement?
0: his point I mean uh, in defending him somewhat um, I think his point is that great tidal change starts with redefining redefining the parameters just redefining it uh, it's semantics maybe but it has a subliminal effect on people for example we used to call black people you know, horrible names. And then we switched it to calling him, you know, uh, black people, basically. And African that made American. a tremendous or African-Americans, whatever you want. To, but that made a tremendous change in our perception of the race. And what? so what I think he's trying to say and and agree with me or disagree with me, just by changing your perspective that I am not the owner of this dog. I am the guardian of this dog. Things will just magically start changing because that's just the way human beings are. What do you think?
2: I don't think that words change human behavior. I think training, teaching, uh, upbringing, and laws change human behavior. And that's the, the, the laws is the part that frightens me, because we have a Constitution that protects us when we own property. But the Constitution does not protect us if the state wants to take something away from us and we are the guardian. If you are the legal guardian... Somebody can go to court. Any, any interested party, such as Dr. Katz, can go to court and say that person does not deserve to have guardianship of that animal. And then what's going to happen to those animals? That animal is then taken away by Dr. Katz.
0: So you don't, I don't hope have a Dr. problem. Dr.
2: Katz has a big farm.
0: So, so, Gail, you don't have a problem with this semantic change. You don't think
2: that I there's a, an issue there? I, I have a problem with the semantic change because the agenda, Dr. Katz's agenda, and, and the agenda of, of several other, men, several big, large, very, very well-funded organizations is to end the, the keeping of domestic animals, dogs and cats and any, any animal. Now, I have two dogs and two cats. They are currently sleeping because it's by their, by their circadian rhythms it's 5.30 in the morning. Wake them up. Um, <laughs> Two of them are sleeping. Three of them are sleeping on my bed. I'm not in it right now, but they're sleeping on my bed. They're very happy. They love me. They've- we have a wonderful relationship. They don't care what I call them or what I call myself. They care how I treat them, and the law cares how I treat them. I treat them with love, with respect, with caring, and we have a wonderful, mutually respect, respectful relationship. It doesn't matter what word I call myself. So you so think
1: you, you think that this, this semantic change now is just the first step in a hidden agenda? In a, hidden agenda, in a hidden agenda to ultimately um, prohibit the the keeping of animals.
0: I do. I and, do. And who are the big, large organizations you talked about who have this hidden agenda?
2: Uh, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. PETA is one of the larger ones uh-huh. um, I, 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 in fact I have a, a quote from Ingrid Newkirk who is the founder of PETA and by the way when PETA was first I, I've been around long enough I remember when PETA was first founded and I was a member because who wouldn't be people for the ethical treatment of animals I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a person for the ethical treatment of animals I gave them money and then I found out what their agenda was and I was horrified Ingrid Newkirk says she sees a world this, this is a direct quote she sees a world in which the surplus of cats and dogs, um, will eventually, eventually companion animals will be phased out, and we would return to a more symbiotic relationship, enjoyment at a distance. Well, what does that mean, that, that no cats pets. and dogs will be feral? I mean, that's enjoyment at a distance.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it means I've no pets.
2: I've adopted feral animals. I've adopted feral animals. I own them, however. I pay their bills. They can't be taken away from me. They right, but, cannot be removed. Well, from Well, unless me. you abuse or neglect them, they
0: right, can be right, and, of and then
2: absolutely they should be, and there are laws mm-hmm. that will that will do
0: that. But but, Gail, let's let's be straight here, okay? I am the owner of this chair I'm sitting on. Okay, I am the owner of this chair that I'm sitting on. How am I similarly an owner of my little breathing, living dog? How can you it's, apply the it's, same it's, definition to my chair what, and my dog?
2: What is what is the difference? What is the difference? Do you treat that? Do you abuse that chair?
0: No, but let me ask, let me tell you something. If I get a big buzz saw and cut this chair in half, it does not bleed. That's and, a and difference.
2: There's no law, and there's no law against you doing that. But, but there no, is the a law against, against
1: you doing that to your, your animal. You can't do that legally. You can't do that yeah, to your Yeah, but
0: the, the laws against abuse of animals are very minimal, and you know it, and they're very hard to pr- prosecute. There are very few prosecutions out there. I mean, you could count you know, in your hand the number of New York State prosecutions of animal abuse. It's very, very rare that even the DAs are even interested in it. They, they have a lot, uh, lots of other stuff. Uh, the overall picture of seeing a dog. A living, breathing, companion animal that spends his entire life in my home, the same way as this chair I'm sitting on, is something wrong. They're
2: not wrong. the same, Alex. They're not, they're not at all the same. What you just said it. One is a living, breathing, sentient being. And we treat those differently. I, I, have, have you never heard of a, of a guardian abusing a child?
0: Of course. And, and Of course.
2: So so the word doesn't make a difference. There can be abuse if you're the guardian or if you're the parent or if you're the owner or if you're the neighbor, the uncle, the grandfather. It, the, the word doesn't matter. I, and the I word agree. doesn't change people's behavior.
0: I agree with you that, that words don't mean a lot except in the, I, I guess, you know, in in the way that Dr. Katz is using it, which is as a baby step towards some, some sort of a legal definitional change, which will, and you agree with me, which will have a dramatic impact. If you suddenly created a, a middle tier between my son, okay, at the, at the highest level, and my chair in the lowest level, and in between them, you put my pet, okay, in between those two, if you created some sort of a middle level, uh, and you called it, I don't care, you know, gulag, I, you know, guardianship, whatever. Uh, that's going to have a dramatic, dramatic diff- change to your life, my life, and the pet's life, I, I presume.
2: Legally, yes.
0: Yes, legally I'm talking about now.
2: Le- legally, but, but, but the legality, all the legality will do is, is give the state the right to take your animals away from you without due process of law. It, and that's a huge difference in, well, between what think we have now. One of the what things we pa- have now is I, I can go to court and fight for my legal right to keep my animals if Dr. Katz says that I am unfit. I can prove that I am fit, or he can prove that I'm unfit, but he can't simply go to court and say she's the guardian, I want to take her dog away from her. And that's what PETA, the Humane Society, H S U S will do, Dr. Katz IDA will do. These organizations want to do away with the keeping of domestic pets. And it's really it's it's a it's a it's a specious argument for him to equate the the large animal industries which which may treat animals inhumanely. There's no there's very little question about that, that, that many, many of the of the large farming organizations or large farming situations do treat animals animals less than humanely. But that's the difference between welfare and rights. Welfare, I'm I'm absolutely a proponent of animal welfare, which is our moral obligation. It's a moral obligation to treat animals humanely and responsibly. But rights organizations see no difference between any live beings and, and their right to take my animal away from me.
0: But, but, you know, we're focusing on the, and I agree with you that it is a big issue, the ability for somebody to come in. And we haven't really delved into, for example, in this short time, you know, what kind of laws would change and what kind of limits would be. But you have to admit something, Gail. Still today, Two million dogs are being killed and about three to four million cats are being killed in
1: shelters, okay,
0: in shelters every single year. That's in the millions. Now, those, those numbers are so big that we can't really grasp our mind. Okay?
1: 5,479 you dogs ju- every day. How right. You
0: just can't get it. You know, the, the computational mind can't really figure out those kind of numbers. So clearly something in the system is really screwy. That 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 we who love our animals, seventy percent of our homes have animals. You know, I end up killing them for you know. I mean, Dr. Katz mentioned a few things as a practicing veterinarian. You heard him, right? People would bring in and say, "He's uh, you know, Fido's shedding too much. Can you kill him? You know, he he barks a little too much. Can you kill him?" Uh, and for twenty-five bucks, you can do it. You can kill the dog. I mean, clearly something is out of whack here. And I'm not saying that changing the laws and 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 the ability for the state to come in and garner and the state messes almost everything up. Uh, is the solution. But what is the solution?
2: Oh, wow, the million-dollar question. Yeah. I'm, you know, I, I am I am a dog trainer, and first and foremost, I mean, I, I do a whole bunch of things, I, but I've, I've been in the in the dog industry, if you will, for, for over 40 years. As a dog trainer, the people who say, you know, the, the dog pees on the floor, I want to put him to sleep, um, th- those people don't deserve to have animals. I mean, if that's all it takes for you to, to not have an emotional connection with this animal, then you don't deserve... Ownership or guardianship. You don't deserve to have that animal because you don't have that emotional connection. But I deal with thousands of people every year who have that emotional connection. And what they call themselves doesn't change that. You know, I'll say to somebody who, you know, they they tell me they're going to the shelter to look for for a dog or they're going to a breeder to look for a puppy. And to me, adopting a dog from a breeder or buying a dog, excuse me, buying a dog from a breeder or adopting a dog from a shelter doesn't change that emotional connection. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I will say to them is the minute you hold that puppy in your arms, you know you're a goner. And they say, oh, yeah, but that's okay. I'm prepared for it. And I love those people. Mm-hmm, I love mm-hmm. those people because they have that emotional connection. they don 't think of themselves as, as slave owners they don 't think of themselves as guardians. they think of themselves as you said as parents because it 's an emotional connection mm-hmm. it 's too
1: bad we don 't have a, a litmus test for people to adopt animals, you know of course we don 't even have that for so, humans wait. so but so
0: gail, you 're saying that yes, the system is broken. Um, and there are laws, there are new laws that can be passed that will change this broken system and, and the human behavior that really supplants this messed up system. But we don't need a change in the legal definition of your ownership of your dog to make that happen. Am I correct uh, in that?
2: I- well, I, not only we don't need, we shouldn't have, because the, if, if the state has the authority to take your dog away from you, first of all, when, when the state has that authority and it doesn't, it doesn't have the the infrastructure to deal with it, which of course it won't, because the state won't have money to create a, a, a bureaucratic system for going into your home and judging whether or not you're a good dog guardian. So it will it will cede that responsibility to someone. Else else, like Dr. Katz. or or Ingrid Newkirk of of PETA, who will then have the ability to come into your home and say you are not fit to be this dog's guardian. I'm taking it away from you. And we won't have the rights of legal possession to fight that. It's critically important to do that. Mm -hmm. The issue of changing human behavior is an entirely different one. I'm not talking about that right now because you're talking and what Dr. Katz is talking about is changing the legal ultimate Ultimately, this is what he wants, change the legal definition of owner to guardian, and that will change society's relationship with dogs mm-hmm. and their ability to have dogs, or, yep. or cats, mm-hmm. or fish, or birds, or anything, or else. anything, right. any animal. There
1: was, we have posted on our website, on the Radio Hour page, on the Dogs in Danger website, an AVMA study that was an abstract from uh, the Journal of the AVMA, which which did a study on whether or not there was a difference whether a pet owner we'll call them owner referred to themselves as owner or guardian did it change the way they actually behaved toward their animal and what was and, it? and they said no, no. Um, so take take it for what it's worth the study is there you can get the full uh, the of, full of report course if you it want doesn't. but of i course just it want to because the AVMA is one of those organizations who's, well, who's adamantly opposed adamantly, and on their legislative oh right in their legislative section um the, these are just a couple of the things that they listed as um as uh, as concerns as why they're opposed to it. It would create legal confusion about the relationship between owners and animals, could limit or even eliminate pet owners' ability to freely choose an appropriate treatment for a pet, could eliminate pet owners' freedom of choice in decisions about the most appropriate way to care for your pet, and could subject decisions about pet care to outside intervention by neighbors
2: and other third parties. Yeah, but the they're government.
0: totally an interested group. But Gail, well, let, course, let's, well, let's, well, they're let's, all
2: interested oh, groups on right, some right, level. Yeah,
0: but totally. I mean, these guys are totally...
2: But wait! A, but it's an interested group that has the welfare of the animals at heart. Uh, you it's know, an interested group that that cares for sick and injured and 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 dying animals. Of course, they're an interested group. As are pet owners, an interested group. Yeah, but I you am know what? Pet owner.
0: I, I totally agree with you on that on that part. But at the same time, you know, the uh, the, the veterinary and the classic uh, warm and fuzzy veterinarian that walks in and takes care of your you know the the sick horse. I mean that that blade runs both ways. Okay, you know, I think. Cats was talking about some, you know, about veterinarians that agreed to put a uh, a dog down or a cat down just because uh, the owner is sick of him. Uh, you know what? I, I don't have uh, much sympathy for those guys. You know?
2: But that but doesn't I, make up the majority I know, of them. I know even more veterinarians who will adopt that dog and say, no, right. I'm not going to visit right. a perfectly healthy animal. I'm not going to put it down. I'm going to take it myself.
1: I yeah. don't know any veterinarians in my experience, and I know a whole lot of them that, that would do that.
0: Well, it's pretty I, that would
1: I take I a healthy, an otherwise healthy animal
0: right,
2: and kill it. I think it's opposed to their code of ethics, quite honestly, absolutely. and I don't think they do that. Oh, is that I, I, I no, don't I think an so. ethical veterinarian will do that. An unethical veterinarian, absolutely, but there are unethical everything there right, are unethical right, right, right. guardians
0: but let's let's turn the tables for we have a couple more men scale let's turn the tables uh for a second and and just hypothetically think that maybe if there was a change in the legal definition let's just say hypothetically if there was a change how would your life change i mean you as a good doggoner you're not the one that i'm going to be coming after right would it have any difference to your life
4: as as a good person it, it,
2: it, would have a difference to everyone's life, Al, because here, here is what would happen. They, because Dr. Katz equates ownership with slavery, he would look at, let's say, a seeing-eye dog, a blind guide dog, and say, that dog is a slave. Now, I spent I spent a wonderful day at the Seeing Eye in Morristown, New Jersey. There is not a more caring group of people than you will find there, and the dogs are happy, they're healthy, they're bright-eyed, their tails are wagging. It's just, it's an incredibly wonderful place, and those dogs perform a service. I spent a couple of hours in a home of a blind person with their dog. The dog was off-duty. It was a perfectly normal dog, playing with toys, you know, being petted, but, but, Dr. Katz would say that dog was a slave, hmm. and that would not be allowed if 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 guardianship versus ownership. But how was, would it change your life? Definition. How would it change my life as uh-huh. a dog trainer? Uh-huh. There would be no need for dog training because dogs would all be feral. That's the goal. The goal is to end domestic keeping of dogs,
0: which I totally disagree with, Peter. Of that course,
2: one. you do. I so totally don't allow disagree them to change me. the legal. Don't allow them to change the word in our parlance, because the next step—and he said it himself—he said maybe someday—and that's the goal that it will be legislated that we no longer have property rights over our over our domestic so, animals.
0: So, you believe that if you can't make a change in the legal definition of ownership of a dog without basically eliminating all pet all pets that's
2: that's the goal that is the stated goal of these organizations read what they write no i it know i know i know that's what pet is the goal and the first step is the is the legality of changing a a warm and fuzzy word guardian to from owner That's the first step. Once the legal step is made that I am no longer, this is no longer a property rights issue, this is now the state can come in and say, or the state can cede to another organization such as the HSUS or PETA, the state can say to PETA, okay, you guys go in and decide who should Mm -hmm. be a guardian, and they're going to say no one. It's not going to happen in probably in my lifetime or yours, but it's going to happen in our kids' lifetime yeah, or our you. grandkids' lifetime.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, there's a big push for it. Gail, thank you so much. You've been a great guest. Thank you for getting up in the morning. Uh, I hope you calm down a little bit after this. <laughs> Don't drink any more coffee. Chamomile okay? tea,
2: Gail. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. I thanks. enjoyed it, actually. Thanks. <laughs> thank you for thanks joining for us. We'll have you
0: back on again, Gail. Thank you okay, again. Okay, thanks. And we'll be Bye-bye. right back with next week's show. When we first started thinking about dogs in danger, We had one overriding thought. Millions of innocent dogs were being killed in shelters each year in this country.
1: And we realized there was no way for the public to know which dogs were going to die and when. That's when the light bulb went on. So we created DogsInDanger.com, where every dog gets a last chance at life. The good public embraced the idea, and more than 45,000 dogs are alive today, bringing joy to families everywhere.
0: In today's economy, it's hard for anyone to part with their money. But Dogs in Danger needs your help to keep saving lives. If you believe, like we do, that needless killing is morally wrong, then do something about it. Please go to dogsindanger.com and make a tax-deductible donation. Just $18 a month will help us continue our life-saving mission.
1: Donate to dogsindanger.com and do something good
0: for your soul. Gain a body, save a life. Dogsindanger.com.
3: Right now, thousands of wonderful dogs are in shelters waiting for families. Meanwhile, puppy mills breed tens of thousands of puppies each year to be sold in pet stores or over the Internet for profit. Dogs in puppy mills never feel the touch of a kind hand or grass under their paws. They're forced to have litter after litter to produce puppies for sale in pet stores at high prices. At the same time, many dogs lose their lives in shelters because people choose to buy rather than adopt their pet. Best Friends is working with you and with Humane groups all across the country to bring about a time when every animal has a loving home and there are no more homeless pets through their puppy mill incentive thousands of dogs have been rescued from lives of suffering and have become part of loving families and you can help save even more text the word dog to 90999 to give five dollars to best friends animal society and help save the life of a puppy mill dog together we can make the dream of no more homeless pets come true Message and data rates may apply. The Dogs in Danger Radio Hour. Honest talk, even when it bites, on 77 WABC. Here are your hosts, Alex and Brenda.
1: Welcome back, folks. And this is the part of the show where we highlight a dog on the Dogs in Danger website in the hopes of getting him a little more exposure to find a home. And today's dog, he doesn't have – they didn't give him a name. I, it, it, I hate oh, it when I hate they it. do that.
0: Oh, they give him a number, right? Oh.
1: Yeah. So, um, so today's dog is a puppy. And let me tell you something. The eyes on this dog are just going to melt you, absolutely melt you. He is adorable, staring right into that camera like, somebody, please come save me. And uh, he is um, well, they have here under six months old and uh, terrier mix. He's all black. Absolutely adorable. He's in Georgia. Georgia's not that far away. I know we have listeners in Georgia and we have people in New York that go down to Georgia and there's shuttle buses that come up with volunteers to Mm -hmm. to to transport dogs. So we got all kinds of possibilities, even if you're not in the Georgia area. Um, Female. This little girl was picked up running back and forth across the road. She's a cute little thing and needs a good home. So if you can help, uh, her ID at the shelter is one eight six one one, And she's at Heard County Animal Control in Franklin, Georgia. That information's on our website. And the phone number seven zero six six seven five three five seven zero. 706-675-3570. We can give it to you again. Write to us. Check out the website. Whatever you can do to help this little pup.
0: Absolutely. Georgia. Look for Georgia. And then you'll find them in Heard County. Heard County. Wow. That was some what show. a
1: discussion. Yeah, yeah, what a discussion. Lively and discussion. Thank you to both of our guests because yeah. they're really – Very, you know, expert on both sides of the aisle, and it's a really important topic for people who have dogs. It's a
0: hot issue. It's It's a a hot issue. It's a really hot issue, and it's something that's coming. Lots
1: of practical and legal implications. There's, there's,
0: um, There's push towards this legal definitional change. It's happening slowly, but it's happening out there. Uh, I think Dr. Katz is right, and I think both of our guests are right. And at the heart of it, a, we all
1: come from the same place, which is caring for the animals. Yeah, you know, but but very very different views on on how we get there and where that should go and what that's going to look like in the future.
0: Yeah, it's like saying all eggs are all omelettes. I'm a little worried
1: about anything that's going to. Create a higher level of status of the dogs in my household, though. <laughs> they're well, going to be eating at the dinner They're higher than table. me,
0: <laughs> <laughs> for one thing. They can't get any higher because there's nobody else in the house. So <laughs> uh, well, Next week, we have an, another really hot topic. Oh, this yeah. one, uh, if, this, if anybody remembers a couple of years ago, Oprah dedicated an entire show to this topic, puppy mills. Okay, we're going to – the Dogs in Danger Radio Hour is going to tackle on puppy mills. And, we have And some by the way, Oprah, guests. in case
1: you're listening, the dogs still need you.
0: Yeah, well, that was the big remember mainline. Mainline rescue
1: put up that giant (laughs) billboard.
0: No, I know puppy mills a huge subject. They're still an evil in our society. Why are they such an evil? That's where we're going to start talking about it. So if you guys uh, you know are are not clear in terms of what puppy mills are all about, listen next week. Okay, this is Alex Alexanian and Brenda Bush for the Dogs in Danger Radio Hour. As our closing theme comes on, for once we're going to shut up and get off the air.